0: Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people. The jockeys. The horses. The gate's open now. They're off and racing. Time now for Punter's Postmortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Yeah, good morning and welcome to Punners Postmortem
1: on this May 10. And wherever you are listening across New South Wales, good morning to you. We'll be with you right up until 1 o'clock today. Uh, we've got Punners Postmortem this next hour, then our previews of New South Wales racing, and then we've got uh, On The Pace coming up shortly with uh, Mick Gearham. But uh, we've uh, got your questions and calls this next hour, and we need plenty of them. Uh, we've got our panel, as always, on a Monday. Ron Doversy, Dean Lester, and Glenn Munsey, I'll say. Firstly, good morning to you, Ron, uh, Great to see racing back at the Central Coast. Big, and it looked like a big crowd there, too, on the television, mate.
2: Yep, but they had to chop it a little bit at the finish there with those uh, couple of days of COVID restrictions, but it was still a, a very healthy crowd, a good atmosphere, great days racing. Well, I'd say great days racing Australia-wide. But, you know, you had Adelaide and uh, Gold Coast and a couple of good races in Melbourne. Um, so considering the well, we think the carnival is over, but it's not because we, we carry on. It's, uh, we go right through now. We
1: certainly do. Uh, Dean Lester's in our Melbourne studio. Morning, Dino.
2: Yeah, morning,
3: Dave.
1: How good is... Uh, I know we say it seem to say it every week, but uh, this Jamie Carr just continues to get the results um, and sometimes not always on the best cattle in the race.
3: Yeah, Saturday was probably the exception to that. She was, she lined up with, uh, what looked a great book of rides. And, uh, more importantly, she executed the jobs, uh, perfectly. Uh, five winners, uh, and, uh, rode a very exciting horse in Ayrton.
1: Yeah, very, very exciting. We'll touch on him. And there's already been a few texts about, uh, that particular horse, Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. Train. Glenn Munsey joins us as well. Uh, Glenn, uh, was it a good weekend on the punt for you?
4: Um, Thanks to uh, Brandenburg, Dave Good morning to you, good morning to Ronnie, good morning to Dino Uh, Yes, uh, Brandenburg uh, poking his head out there in the coast uh, Was very advantageous Had Snitz been a little bit better It could have been absolutely amazing, Dave uh, Getting to $15 in that race there But, uh, you know, a win's a win And uh, very, very heavy on the X's uh, the weekend Being away, so, uh, you know, just the family needed me to get away with something
1: yeah, exactly right. Uh, let's talk about the coast and uh, what do we make of it, Duff? I mean, Brandon Burke—he uh, finally got that clear air, and well, he's sort of been uh, teasing us with that, hasn't he?
2: He has, and we—he sort of the two runs he's had back, we've we've wondered, we we, we suspected that he was going really well because he's had no room at all to move last start, and we thought he may have figured in the finish the best twelfth of thirteen you've ever seen, and he proved that on Saturday. He, He's a gelding now, He's, he was third up. He peaked, uh, it was a beautiful ride. I must say, Gosford from 12 Alley at the mile start is not easy and Regan uh, was aggressive. He found himself getting one off the fence just on the, uh, coming out of the first turn there. It was just in a beautiful spot with a nice speed from there on in and he did a really good job. Um, I thought, nudge, she's just flying, as we keep saying, without winning. Surely there's a race for her. Brutality was excellent from the back, um, uh, and other than that, Nimalee was honest again. Just the big weight anchored her, and a couple of those may have just come to the end of it all. Saint's Eve Wheelhouse just didn't go in the wet at all, and uh, Ace hello was uh, misbehaving and maybe looking for a little little let up as well. But uh, all honest with the winner, he'd set up well and got the job done.
1: Did uh, punters find him? Uh, Muns. I mean, it was it was well fancied. I know on the punters panel, did uh, did they take something out of the bag at tab? Uh,
4: no, he sort of held his spot in the market. Dave always around eight dollars fifty nine dollars. There wasn't any significant sort of move for him in the race. The the big go in the race was probably uh, Wheelhouse, who was uh, six dollars fifty, got into around about four dollars sixty. Uh, All Hallows Eve uh, was very very well supported in the race as well. And, um, you know, they would probably be the best two back runners in the race. I think the strange thing about the race, and we spoke about it on Friday morning, day, there didn't look to be a great deal of pace in the race. Uh, the uh, the stewards' notification came through Friday about um, Brandon being being ridden more forward. And we spoke about the fact, yeah, put him into the race. I don't care if you, you know, even lead on him. But uh, they got to the first corner there, and six of them wanted to be in front.
1: Mm, they certainly did. Uh, now, let's get straight to these texts. Um, Dino, how good is uh, is Ayrton, in your opinion.
3: Uh, well, I'm sure he's a Group 1 horse. At what level of Group 1? Who knows? Uh, which way does he go in time? I, to me, you know, like, the way Mick Price is talking about him, I would say he likens him to, a, say, a horse like Pompey Ruler, who he placed in a Cox Plate with and won a Queen Elizabeth and was a high-grade uh, Group 1 horse. So I think that's the sort of horse he's lining him up to in time. In the short term, he's got to win the Fred Best, Uh, in three weeks to get into the Stradbroke, will he do that? I'd say he's a massive chance. Uh, And then in the spring, do they go Cox Plate or as Azefoy or do they go Golden Eagle? That will be the uh, big decision for them.
4: Is he entitled to be a $4 favourite for the Stradbroke there, Dino?
3: No, he's $4 to get in the field at this stage, isn't he, Munns? He's got to get up there. He's got to get up there. He's got to win the Fred Best. He can't run a slashing second. That won't help him. Uh, so the one thing he'll go right-handed fine. All of his trials in New Zealand were right-handed uh, before he came over, so don't you don't have to concern yourself there. He's well educated to to that way of going. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of him getting there and getting the job done and, and getting into the field. You yeah, know. and you
4: won't get Jamie Carr off him with a jackhammer.
3: Uh, probably only the weight on Stradbroke Day is going to be the only issue. Um, but uh, she has just said on Melbourne Radio if she had to. Like, she could get to 51, but I think he might even get lighter than that, uh, the way the weights are there.
2: His third start, like, he only won a maiden at Bendigo and a benchmark yeah. 70. Um, I think it was at Caulfield yep. that day. And um, all of a sudden, he's he's a name on everyone's lips. So, um, well,
4: and, and well, not only is he the $4 favourite for the Stradbroke, he's the only horse in single figures. Yeah.
1: Is that disrespectful to the other runners yeah. in the Stradbroke, that a, a, a three-start... Winner is your four-dollar favourite,
3: boys. Yeah, oh, I think it is. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I'm. Yeah, you know, I saw this horse trial in New Zealand, so I've been a believer in him since uh, that I first laid eyes on him. But uh, to you know, to think he's a four-dollar favourite in a race he's not qualified for yet uh, is quite remarkable.
2: Was he purchased after that trial, or has he got same connections? Uh,
3: purchased. I think about half of him, uh, Roller Dice syndications. And uh, they they bought, uh, I think they pretty much bought into him. Um, well, they might have bought most of him. Um, and uh, as Mick Price explained on Saturday after he won, he said after they, uh, after they win like that uh, and Hong Kong come knocking, he says, just give me a figure that I can go back to the owners with. He said, but with this horse, I've just said plain no. He's staying. So, uh, um, yeah, there you go.
1: Munz, why why would he be? And I know you haven't assessed this market and price, but as a you know as a bookie, why would he be so short? Is it just purely this the hype? And they're too scared that if they put it up tens, they get cleaned out. That's the thing. Oh, so he's holding
4: a stack. Well, you look at the pre-noms market, and he's a third of the money that was invested in the pre-noms market, and he's been averaged out in that as a nine-dollar chance. Right. In the in the all in market, because you remember uh, only last Tuesday were nominations taken, official nominations taken for the Stradbroke. He is 71% of the money in the all in market, and he's been averaged there at $4.40. So uh, it's not as if he was found after Saturday.
1: No. And it's always been there. Uh, Mick P- I remember talking to Mick Price when he came up to the the van and the, the barrier draw for Profiteer, and he was talking about Anton then and saying, you know, this is a horse to follow and hopefully we can have some fun in the um, in the winter in Brisbane. So basically, Dino, you know, from just hearing what you said then, what Mick's saying, I mean, what he's doing at 6 furlong is just icing on the cake. They think he's a, what, an 8, 10 furlong horse.
3: Yeah, well, that was the worry on Saturday. I, I think if Mick had had his way, like he started him in a maiden at 1,300, so he didn't even want to run him in a 1,200-metre maiden and then went 1,400 his second start had the calendar fall in the right way, he'd have run in a fourteen hundred on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, he. I think. Uh, I think there was actually they were a little bit nervous about that. They had no need to, but uh, that uh, whether he horse like yulong Command really runs them along very fast. But uh, he he kept up easily and and won with uh, incredible ease. Really.
1: Well, I guess what you're doing, and I'll come to you here, Duff. And there's no name on this one, but uh, it says don't worry about the price of. Um, Ayrton and the Stradbroke, XO Boom is the one I want to be all over at $34. Race experience, Snowden yeah. Formula to go to Hawkesbury to Queensland. That's one thing now. There's going to be horses that are ridiculous odds that shouldn't be that price because of what's happening um, with the boom on Ayrton.
2: Yeah, that market's going to change every week as they do. Um, you, know, you know, by the time the Stradbroke comes around middle of June... Uh, there's going to be other good performances in the lead-ups uh, that, are, that are going to take centre stage, and the market's going to uh, shift and move everywhere. I think the reasoning that probably mm, he's he's backed and kissed and cuddled at this, at this stage. There's no real stare out in the in the Stradbroke this year, um, as far as being you know a, a proven top liner you know we've got the you know obviously Savatiano's a, a one of her couple of group ones and multiple group twos and and she's going to pay the price for that with her weights and um, trekking um, didn't win the other day and we get some you know improving horses Prague and and whatever but um, there's no real absolute standout there's no other go-to horse as far as the market's concerned Okay,
1: it's twenty past nine. We're going to take a break here on Punter's Post. Morning, we're going to open up the lines as well. So if you've got a question for uh, Duff, Dino, or Munns, give us a call. Thirteen
4: fifty-three fifty-three. North Pacific, what a weapon! I remember the first time when I saw North Pacific, you just went wow. North Pacific won the up and coming. It was like a barrier trial. He comes to the outside
3: North
0: Pacific. He's the real deal, the brazen bow colt.
4: The golden rose, well, that certainly showed that North Pacific was a genuine group one horse.
0: Holly Kirk, North Pacific, stride for
4: stride. We've always had two really good colts. He uses class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself.
1: Like Loz's multi, does your punters club need all the help it can get? Get sticky on the punt with Sticky Wings and let them sponsor your punters' club with free chicken wings every week. Just register your details at stickywings.com.au, let them know your pub or club, and the Sticky crew will be in touch to get it all sorted. Sticky Wings, the official chicken wing sponsor of punters' clubs in pubs and clubs everywhere. Register at stickywings.com.au. The Scone
0: Cup. 2017 but duca duca Valentin was drawn clear in the cup from God's in him then Pajaro rattling home at- Duke of Valentin has got them beaten. Duke of Valentinwa won the cup. The Dark Jewel Classic 2017. Daisy Doom in front of prompt responses, trying to get on turns. Serene Majesty's flushing home at the end. Daisy Doom's kicking. Daisy Doom wins the Dark Jewel. The Scone Cup, Dark Jewel Classic, and over $800,000 in prize money up for grabs. Scone's big day this Friday on Sky Sports
5: Radio.
4: Favourites impending, red light is on, gates open racing.
5: A son of champion Lonro from dual group one winner Nemeson, impeccably bred. Impending's the one too classy. He raced in all the big races against all the good horses. Impressive.
4: Impending's won the strap break from in her time and clearly innocent they impending and for four, the photos for Taca or Rock Magic
1: or Clearly Innocent in Vega Magic Super Cash and We're a Man from
5: Uncle. Imagine winning the Everest, the Golden Slipper, Sars Produce, Golden Rose, Caulfield Guineas, Darley Sprint Classic, Lightning Steaks, Stradbroke. Impending. First yearlings up for sales now.
0: You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Post Mortem.
1: Yeah, big morning coming up
0: on Sky Sports Radio. And you're,
1: you're with uh, Ron Doversy, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey and Dave and We're going to take some calls very shortly. Looking forward to getting to Scone later this week. We'll be up there on Thursday and Friday, Racing HQ ahead of their big Friday meeting there for the Scone Cup and back to Sydney on Saturday for the meeting at uh, Rose Hill. So it's going to be uh, plenty of good New South Wales racing coming your way. And also last week, you may have heard that uh, Tony Brassel joined us at 11 o'clock for our Monday Experts feature. Today, 11 o'clock, we're going to chat with Darren Flindell. Just talk about some stuff that away from, obviously, the calling that uh, we know Darren for. We're looking forward to that chat. Now, the callers are coming in. Our first caller is David on the line. Morning, David.
0: How are you going, um, boys? Enjoy shows show as usual. Um, Dean, your, your judgment was spot on, as usual. We um, with your Tortoni, Tony, I think you said about oh, a few weeks ago, he looks like a, a miler. You know, he does. You, you thought, you know, he doesn't get a genuine um, 2, 2,400 and 2,000. If it's a fast-run race, that's about as far as he wanted to go. But I remember you thought maybe the Doncaster, which they didn't go that way. But I think after Saturday, we've always thought he was good. But I think um, a mile, a race like the Turak, could be perfect for him. And just about, um, also, Duff, um, Kieran Maher, great effort in the um, South Australian Derby. But Explosive Jack... Um, I don't know whether you know Dean or Duff. They're going for the Queensland derby with Explosive Jack, but surely they'd bring him back to the Cups, wouldn't he? I know he's had a tough campaign, but, you know, that may be how he wins the Melbourne Cup. Because, look, he was three wide the whole way, and yet he was so strong to the line. Um, well, what yeah, do you I think agree. of Explosive Jack and um, going forward for the Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup? Why not? Certainly
3: a Caulfield Cup, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, and depending on who comes. I mean, you know, the the Melbourne Cup might look a, a whole lot different this year than what we've seen in recent years. So we might be going back to the derby winners and and looking closely. So uh, he's, yeah, I don't think it's set in stone yet that he's going to Queensland. Good chance he will. The runner-up will definitely go because that's always been the plan with him. Uh, let's correct a deal, and he ran really well. Uh, and, yeah, Cherry Tortoni, I, I think either the Turak or the Cantala, I could see at Flemington stretching those long legs out and uh, and winning a big race.
2: Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we, we, we you know I'm surprised we've taken so long to talk about a performance like Explosive Jacket to do what he's done um, in recent times. It's just amazing. Uh, that is, he is some some stay of that horse. I reckon he's um he's got beautiful clean wind on him. I remember when he won the Derby here. I stood next to him and he. He would not have blown a match out. He is—he's got a set of lungs on him. That horse that could take him all the way. Or well, you know, sometimes these three-year-olds—they have a good year and then they don't shape up. But with his staying um, talent, uh, he's an amazing horse. I—I I think he's a ripper, an absolute yeah. ripper.
3: he's had eight starts in four different states. It's uh, remarkable, and you know uh, the, the way it's been plotted from Swan Hill to Goulburn to Newcastle to. Hobart to Mooney Valley to Bendigo to Randwick and then to uh, to Adelaide it's been incredible
0: um, Dean um, you know Karen Mar was talking about um, he said well the way racing's going he said um, the sire Jackalbury you know who was playing yeah. in the Melbourne Cup you know which would give you the impression explosive Jack you know is born to stay but he said it's just people aren't interested in really today breeding from horses like Jackalbury you know the staying ranks horses No like they're Jackalbury. not
3: but he must have been a good type of yearling, Duffer. I see he made a hundred thousand as a yearling by Jackalbury, so, and Jackalbury's standing for very little. So uh, I think Peter Moody bought him originally, so, uh, and and uh, had a share in him, and when he went back training, sold his share in him. So,
2: well, wow. he uh, yeah, he he would have had to be a good style of horse to, to like you said with the pedigree like that yeah. to, to to bring over a hundred.
1: Thank you very much for your call, David. Just a text here. I'll come back to you, Dino, on this. Um, just with the horses that he's beating, uh, are they a, a good crop of three-year-olds or is he just the, the star amongst uh, some not good ones?
3: Uh, well, he's, yeah, I, 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 he can line up all of the form lines that he's yeah. beaten. Uh, he you know, He beat young Verda yeah. who... Ran a place in the VRC derby. Uh, and, and of course he's won all the other derbies himself. So there's not much else he can do, I suppose. Um, he, uh, I think he's a, a really handy star. And I, I think that, uh, that sort of horse lines up well in a Caulfield Cup. You know, we've seen derby winners continually, even with the, Euro, you know, international invasion, the Derby and Oaks winners can line up in a Caulfield Cup. Gets harder in the Melbourne Cup. But as I said, it mightn't be that way this year.
1: Special Sources on the line. Morning Special Source.
2: Hey, boys, love the show. I I spotted one yesterday, Davey, um, and it was that soft of a win in Brisbane, Sunshine Coast.
4: Prince of Boom.
1: The winner of the first. Has
4: it got any um, any nominations in for
5: any of the better two-year-old races over the Queensland It does.
1: Yeah, it does. It's got the nom for the size and also the uh, the JJ. So, uh, fellas, uh, that was the winner of the first yesterday. Heathcote produced a... A run, and I even saw Michael and Richard Friedman produce a winner there yesterday at the Sunshine Coast. So that's something that that's going to happen. It happens all winters and usually all carnivals, but we see these horses bob up and down in all different races. But yeah, fellas, I'm not sure if did anyone see that yesterday, the first at um the Sunshine
2: Coast. No, I didn't. He was a, he was the first starter. I, I read some report on him, um, and uh, Robert's talking him up, so Robert knows what a good horse is. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep tabs on him. He he might go, you know, there might be a, a little two-year-old race over the Brisbane Carnival that he goes to. I'd, mm. It might be all a bit too soon for him. It was only a 1,000-metre race yesterday. So you, you wouldn't expect him to be, you know, Sire's JJ type of horse. But there, there, there might be a little two-year-old listed 1,100, 1,200, or even 1,000 that he could go to after that. So uh, I, I would think it'll all come up too soon for him to go to the deep end
1: that's all special sauce?
2: Yeah, guys, yeah, just a great win by um, Kieran Marr and David Eustace to win three derbies. Oh, that was unbelievable.
1: It certainly was, mate, and thanks for your call. Uh, fellas, a few um, texts here about the the big story, and I heard you mention it as well on the big sports breakfast. Um, do we want to make comment on what we've read about Mr. Baffett and uh, over there in the U.S., or do we um, do we leave it to the experts in American racing, fellas? Does anyone want to make comment? There's just a few questions saying, "Can you believe it? Um, what do you boys think about this, etc., cetera, et cetera? But obviously, I know your focus for on the weekend was here in Australia, and not um, what's happening in a Kentucky Derby. Do, does anyone make want to make comment?
3: Well,
2: it I don't doesn't know enough though, about
3: American it? racing, so yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, but you know, it's. Um, it's disappointing when you got mm-hmm. just like a Melbourne Cup winner, for, yeah. you know, putting a you know a positive swab forward, and he's had a few, Bob. He's had a few. Yeah. Have, have um, they said what the was it the positive to? Yeah. Uh,
1: Any inflammatory? Uh.
4: Any inflammatory. So,
1: uh, but what denying what, it. What, it one saying. thing I did find really interesting, and it was commented on by a lot of people on social this morning, because obviously it's the first thing that comes up on Twitter, is that he made the announcement. So it wasn't the racing board or the uh, the Churchill Downs people um, having the press conference so it'd be imagine here you know it wouldn't be racing New South Wales making the statement it's the actual individual coming out and holding the press conference about what's happened um, you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so anyway they do things differently over there and we'll watch this space and as I said uh, I think there's some more samples B samples C samples all that sort of stuff to flow through Um just on the that horse too, that uh, special source mentioned Duff Steve Hewlett uh, put out a tweet saying um, he may back up in the champagne next week yeah um, that horse um, what'd you make of Zaki Duff uh, watching on the television screen
2: he was good wasn't he it was nice to see him train on um, we all saw he's running the Doncaster and put him in the black book and then I, th- I yeah I thought he was good second up even though he was a beaten favorite he he, 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 he he did enough, and now it's nice to see him train on, and put a put a margin in them uh, there on Saturday. So, yeah, I think we can treat him as a pretty good, pretty good uh, middle distance type of horse.
3: Sorry, Duff.
1: Oh, I was going to say, Dino, what do we do with uh, Avilius? Uh,
3: what do we well, do with Avilius? <laughs> pretty much him now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he. He's, uh, you know, I think uh, you want to be more of the fresh blood, a horse like Zaki now. He's the, the import coming through that, uh, that, you know, looked really good. I was really pleased with 50 stars. Uh, William Pike got him to race a lot closer to the speed, and he actually ran really well. Don't know if he can turn the tables in the Dooban Cup, but he does run a strong 2,000 metres. But, uh, yeah, Zaki was certainly the, the story there.
4: What's, uh, I've started divorce proceedings, on. Dave, with the village, yeah. uh, with the sad heart that I say that news. But uh, no, Saturday was Saturday was it? No, yeah. last chance dance. But no. yeah, that, that yeah.
2: was his that was his race to run well in. Um, he's fit, eighteen hundred soft track. Um, he was, you know, he was suited at the conditions of the race. He'd, yeah, you'd have to uh, probably drop off him now if you've been a loyal supporter. Does that did the win of Zaki
4: Amun surprise you? Um, just how dominant it was on the line? <laughs> not not according to the market, Dave. It no. was a massive go in that yeah. race. On so, but funnily enough, nowhere near as big a go as the horse in the last of Annabelle yeah. Nishams was that. Um, you know, just the Willie Pike factor. Maui Girl was fourteen dollars yeah. to four dollars fifty on the day, having not won a race for twelve months, um, and its win was in a class two at Kembla. Uh, was coming out of sort of benchmark 78 races and went to a listed fillies and mares grade and was $14 to $4.50. So whether or not they were just playing up the Zaki money, which was $6 to $3.50 in the previous race, um, you know... When you look at the race, you say, well, you know, probably not surprising, you know, a good go for Zaki when you consider, you know, the other horses in the market like Avilius and uh, Melody Bell continues to race in Australia and, uh, you know, continues to be in the market and continues to get run over. Uh, So they had to find something and they just found Zaki and said, well, thank you very much.
2: Yeah, maui girl, that shocks me, that one. She had no form at all, really. Um, I know she did start favourite Hawkesbury somewhere at a previous start, but. She was well beaten, and prior to that, yeah, I, I, I couldn't make a case for her. Okay. Uh, what
1: did we think of the guineas up there, guys? A few texts here about Marbusha, and um, obviously we uh, we saw this horse run second to matchmaker in the PJ Bell. Is it, it going to be a, a filly you follow through?
2: Oh, she's a good filly. I've been, here you know, I think a lot of us have been on her back all the way through, you know, since the spring, and... You know, she, she was good there. We're running a couple of, uh, I think she ran the Red Roses at the end of the spring and she won at Flemington first up and looked sensational. And a, a, a couple of runs since have been quite solid. So, yeah, I, I could understand uh, her winning that race. Uh, she's, she's, a, she's a pretty good filly. The other one too,
1: and I might come here to you, Dino, for this, if you were watching the, um, the Gold Coast race, is this Grace and Harmony. Who obviously has some lovely breeding um, behind it, but she definitely took the next step there in the uh, the bracelet up from what that benchmark sixty four from the Kenzo and that maiden at Newcastle.
3: Yeah, that that's right, Dave, and, and that's the race that we often see them uh, really start to, to come through the bracelet. And uh, it was it was a good performance. I thought it was a reasonable field too going in. Uh, it was it was a, I thought a really good win.
2: No, she's good. She's good.
4: Mm. She's very good.
1: When very you say good. she's,
4: when you she say she's good. very good, what what makes you say that, Munz? Well, I was very impressed with the the Kenzo win, Dave, on Anzac Day, and then you know you you get a little bit weary when you see Barrier 16 from that start at the Gold Coast, because if you don't get in 200 metres after the start, you you know you're uh, you, you're f- facing a much much tougher task. But for her to just keep going and just keep the further the race went on, the better she went, and I think she's, she's little, very good. She's eleven dollars. She was
1: $26. I see she's now $11 in a, uh, in a Queensland Oaks. Is this the path?
4: Well, n- n- naturally, Dave, you, that, yeah. that is the path. When you consider, yeah. you know, they go 1800 here, they go to the Doombin Roses more often than not, and then they're in the Oaks. Would you take the $11, Munns? Or would you
1: take them um, into the 26s? Well,
4: I, I probably would at the moment, Dave, uh, because, you well... Jewis is your favourite. Now, I know Ed Cummings said um, it it has gone to Brisbane, but he's got to see how she actually has pulled up after a run in the Oaks here, because he said to me the other day, she's definitely going to Brisbane because if she doesn't race there, she's spelling there. Okay. All right. We'll take another
1: break, boys, on uh, Punters Postmortem. That uh, phone line is open. Give us a call right now. 13 53 53.
0: Tony Brassel on watching the trials. It just gives you a chance to beat the market. That's the thing. Like, once a horse becomes public property after a run or two, it's quite difficult to, you know, sneak that little horse into a race and find that you've got a much better price than what you anticipated. Compare it a little bit to stealing a march on the public consciousness. Monday's experts. Monday's experts. 11 a.m. Monday on Racing HQ. At Tab mission to deliver punters confidence they're getting the best price Introducing The Lock, a new
1: feature on your Tab app. Just activate it when placing a tote win bet and if the fixed odds starting
0: price is better when your horse wins, we'll pay you the difference in cash. The Lock new on your Tab app. Download today Tab. Long may we play Excludes WA residents available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. one 858 858
4: North Pacific, what a weapon. I remember the first time when I saw North Pacific, you just went, wow. North Pacific won the up and coming. It was like a barrier trial. He comes to the outside North Pacific. He's the real deal, the brazen boat cult. The golden rose, well that certainly showed that North Pacific was a genuine group one horse. Ollie Kirk, North Pacific, stride for stride. We've always had two really good colts. He uses class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself. Put last year in the rearview mirror and get on up to the 2021 Darley Scone Cup Friday, May 14. The crowds are back and with black type racing galore, huge marquees, fashions on the field and roaming brass bands, plus plenty of real country charm, you don't want to miss the Upper Hunters premiere social event. Also featuring the Coolmore Dark Jewel and the English Challenge, there's a massive $850,000 in prize money on offer. The Darley Scone Cup, Friday, May 14. Tickets at sconeraceclub.com.au.
0: This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, give us a call uh, on 1353
1: 53. That's the open line number, and it is open as we speak. If you've got a question for our team of Ron Doversy, Dean Lester, and uh, Glenn Munsey, you can uh, get through right now. Plenty of text rolling in, boys. Uh, uh, can you ask Duff Dave if you think Star Point? There's still a chance of going to the Oaks. Had a nom on the weekend for the bracelet and didn't accept. Still nom for the Oaks. She comes through the form Sydney race. Star point.
2: Yeah, that's uh, um, Gwenda Markle's horse, isn't it? Yeah, so... Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe she will. She's she's up and running. Um, yep, yeah, she comes out of the Adrian Knox, doesn't she? So, I... I couldn't give you a definitive answer of if that's where they're going or not, but uh, I'll just look her up and. Okay. Uh, she's still active. Uh, yep. So she she's still around. Um, so yep. Maybe she is going to go there. Uh,
1: another one here. Hey boys, big fan of April Rain was massive Saturday. Is she heading north?
2: Uh, what what do we make of the run of April Rain on on Saturday, boys? I total forgive. Um, she she was first up 60 kilos had a lot to do um, disappointing if you backed her but she's a promising mare uh, just where do you place her you know she missed a, she had a year off or so and she's a four year old now so you know what what targets do you do with a mare, have with a mare like her is just you know early in a benchmark career Chris is not one to um, push 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 and deep end them too quickly so I'd suggest he might be thinking more spring with her Uh, but that's just a guess that's just a guess I think he might try and just get a few ratings get get her up in the ratings a bit and then look after her for the spring
1: beautiful thanks for that Duff Um, now here's another question Uh, this one down south I'll go to Dino Uh, firstly Dino. first part of the question is how do we think a horse like volatile stock would go in a Queensland derby um, who was obviously a very impressive winner there at the pool. And also uh, just a, a comment on Jungle Edge um, and what a marvel he was, obviously retired over the weekend.
3: Yeah, retired uh, at the weekend and, uh, yeah, went to the bull for the last time. He'd been there quite a few years. Uh, he won there once, but, uh, yeah, he'd been uh, up and down the highway looking for wet weather for a lot of years and, uh, yeah, uh, a life changer for, for Mick Bell as a trainer, that's for sure. And um, with regard to volatile stock... Um, Um, I'm just trying to think of the race he won the other day. There was only 30 of them down there, Dave. Um, How am I doing? Yeah, he won the... Look, he roared away and won the 1,700-metre maiden on the second day. He won easily. I'm sure he'll go on that path. Uh, There was certain young, uh, stable love setting their horses for the the three-year-old classic. So... uh, I don't know. Uh, he he was beaten over 2,000 metres and ran really well, and he won well the other day. Um, the one thing he does love is soft ground. His form is significantly better on soft ground. So for that uh, listener, um, yeah, if he if it came up soft, I'm sure he'd be heading that way, though.
4: Yeah, he's a $34 chance in the Queensland Derby. Yeah.
1: Okay. One um, one horse that really caught my eye from the bull uh, was the winner of the last race on the last day. Uh, Dean, I'd only be from hearing Mark Zara's comments um, on uh, on TV, post race, he was sort of saying, uh, you know, this is the main reason I came down to ride. He obviously picked up.
3: He the won the cup the as, cup as and, well. Yeah, yeah, and he
1: said, no, I just I've been asking Mick and um, and Michael where this horse of uh, you know have been, and um, over the sky we're talking about. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, over the and
1: sky. He... I mean, is he a horse we can follow? Because Mark was sort of suggesting he's very, very, very good.
3: Uh, he is a good horse, He's always has been And uh, he, a bit like Mark uh, Zara We've all been wondering where he's been But uh, they've been very, very patient with him And I mean, I can remember last year Just at a Monday meeting uh, Mark went out and rode him on the Packingham Synthetic uh, To get his maiden out of the way And then he should have won the Silver Bowl final Behind walking, flying And she's been going so well in Brisbane uh, So that form was okay And then he only had the one run in summer And he won, and he won well And Mark Zara went to a Sunday meeting at Sale, so he's been all over the place to ride him. Uh, So uh, I think he'll just keep... I think seeing that this patient with him, he's rising five. I think uh, they'll just keep uh, going through the grades with him, but wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in a winter championship or something pretty decent in the next eight weeks or so. All
1: right, uh, perfect. Uh, Come back to you here, Duff. Uh, Ranchhand, what did you make of the run on uh, Saturday at
2: the Gold Coast? Yeah, beaten by a bob of the head. I think he's a good colt. Uh, yep, typical Chris Waller. Um, he's he's obviously identified him as his Queensland horse. Um, he was beaten by a fit, talented horse there on Saturday. He's a he's not a bad uh, not a bad type. The winner, Subterranean. So he'll he's the big improver out of that race, and he's going to be. I think he's going to be right in a race like the Size Produce, um, without a doubt. Uh, there'll be a good two-year-old race this week. Uh, we'll, we'll probably have another look at Glen Eagles. And, uh, yeah, it's shaping... The two-year-olds are shaping up pretty good in Queensland with the second wave coming through. And he's he's go one on. of the top... He's one of the top of the tree.
1: Uh, let's get to our caller on the line. It wouldn't be a Monday without him. Kurt's on the line. Morning, Kurt.
5: 150 to go! How you going, Dave?
1: Very good, mate. Uh, what's happening?
5: That's the shot. Yeah, Ronnie, don't forget Tiger Heart out of that 2 year olds and Johnny O'Shea. Don't know if you saw it. Busted Duck, there um Cotehill, C-O-T-E-H-E-L-E. C- C-
2: T- yeah. He's talking it up. I think he's running it Wednesday.
5: Yeah. Cotehillay. Um, yeah. yeah. Cotehillay. Yeah. yeah, and it's... Ronnie, don't forget, mate, uh, my derby horse for Queensland, Senior Toba, six and two I got, and I believe it's going into the rough habit, and I think that's this weekend, Ron.
2: Yep, we'll learn more about um, uh, him on next Saturday.
5: Yeah, I think people are for, not forgetting it because it's come out of unorthodox form lines, obviously. But, you know, I've loved that horse ever since it's broke. It's stuck down there in Vic, mate, and it come up here and it showed everyone, I, I, you know, the autumn sun colours go hard, mate. Hey, Ron, can I ask you, mate, Luskin Star, lost and running this week, um, this weekend, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I believe, do you have the particulars? I, I heard he was having a trial this week, is that true?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I'll have a look, see if there's the trial fields out, but because
5: uh, I, I wanted would... to have a look at that Ron before it rained this weekend. Not that it's gonna change my mind, but I wanna I don't Let's... wanna miss that, that's all. We've we'll got
2: trials tomorrow.
5: Trials today at
2: Hawkesbury, wouldn't go there, would he? Yeah, Rose Hill tomorrow, so I I don't think so, no.
5: Actually I had it for Tuesday as well. That's when I was told it was trialling. Yeah,
2: Maybe he was going to trial They called those trials off last um, Friday Friday at Rose Hill and changed them So maybe he was going to have a little tick over trial But I don't think he's the type of horse that would need one An aggressive horse like him Who's had a couple of runs back So No, no, he'll go straight into Saturday And we'll see what he can do at that level I'd suggest if he wins impressively Impressively um, He might be talked about As a, an Everest slot horse
5: Yeah, yeah. Love him, Ron. Hey, Dino?
2: Kurt, did you watch last night? No, what
5: was on oh, I
2: told
3: tonight? I told you the, the English Derby winner a few weeks ago, Bolshoi Ballet. Oh, in. No, Won no. the Derby trial. Two seventy five now for the Derby. was $11 when I told you. Oh, no, you. yeah,
5: it was the Derby trial last night. Oh, lucky. Okay, yeah. What was the pain, Dino? <laughs> oh, you got lucky,
2: Dino. Yeah. you got lucky. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, no, I thought it was... I didn't think it was the the... The actual derby. It was the derby trials then? Wasn't yeah, the it? derby trial, but yeah. we're
3: now into two seventy five for the derby, Kurt. So. That's, a,
5: that's a still a good price, Dean.
3: Oh, well, it was $11 yesterday morning. So, that's okay. That's more better. How much better did it,
5: it win
3: by last night. Uh, plenty. Yeah, plenty. Times and margins, please,
5: still What's it by,
1: Dino? Uh, Is it by Galileo?
3: No. Could be. It won the same race as Galileo did going through. Bolshoi the... Bella. Could be my Nareyev. Hey, could Dino. be. Mm. <laughs> yes, Kurt.
5: Dinner, can I just ask you, with spooning, um, do you reckon or Well, hang
1: on, hang on, we're talking wrong, about 11 o'clock tonight, Kurt. <laughs> 11 o'clock tonight.
4: <Come> <laughs> it's Dean Lester and Heartbalm <laughs> here <laughs> yeah. on Sky Sports Radio.
5: No. Go on, Dean, Kurt. Far n- out. Oh, yeah. Check your minds out, boys. What's yeah. doing? No, with spooning, Dean, will he get the extra three furlongs if he goes towards the, um, the uh, Queensland Derby? No. Yeah, I didn't think so either.
3: No, he's, uh, that, was that? A, that was a very lucky placing <laughs> on Saturday.
5: He still beat those two horses that I like. Way to go, Paula, and Agreeable. That's still good yeah,
3: coming up. Yeah, well, Agreeable think? hasn't travelled Adelaide both times. She's oh, looked no, terrible, no. and Way to go, Paula, was six wide the whole way. So I don't think, yeah. I, I think Spooning had a very good day. Got some black type and third, uh, yeah. and might be a career highlight.
5: And Dino, just with my ticket for Yatten in the Queensland Derby, what do we make of that eighth place?
3: Well, she needs a big track, Kurt, but uh, she's testing the friendship. You might see her in blinkers at her next run, but uh, she certainly didn't handle the Gold Coast uh, that well. And speaking with John McNeil about it yesterday, uh, he said that he he just wants to see her again on a bigger track. But uh, I just, yeah, you've got to keep going with these three-year-olds, but ultimately she just mightn't be quite good enough. But we'll keep trying.
1: Thanks, Kurt. Thanks for your call. Um, big week ahead, obviously, with the the ten thousand. Interesting. I had a couple of texts here saying, guys, uh, keep an eye on Profondo. Uh, this is, but I, I don't know what's happened with Profondo. It's uh, saying on my, well, saying on Riser uh, that now spelling. So it had the two trials. And hopefully, nothing's gone uh, gone amiss with uh, Profondo. But it trialed on the third of May. And there was some thought that it was going to go to that Warwick Farm Wednesday race uh, with the O'Shea's, and then possibly onto a a Queensland campaign. This is uh, the deep impact cult out of Honesty Prevails, and they paid a lot of money for it. I think at Inglis. Richard Lit trains for the so same connections. um, Was that the one with one point eight million or something? Yeah, yeah. The uh, what was the horse that uh, ran in the Cox Plate again? It my name's mine's in a blank. That's it, Castelvecchio. Same connections as Castelvecchio,
4: so uh, I think this is it.
1: one of the top, top, uh, top lots. So I'll we'll tell you what, Dave. What our thing our thing.
4: listeners are our best researchers. Chris Roots might as well just ring me and setting me saying three three hundred and fifty texts in a row. <laughs> uh, Richard says it needs time, um, and then he's saying Bolshoi Ballet as a brother to Southern France. We should just get him on the show, don't you? Give him enough yeah. days during the week. Well, he comes on
1: a Thursday, Chris. He's always—I tell you what—he uh, is just constantly listening. In that in the car, anywhere he goes, he's always got he, the uh, driver the to turn Sports the radio up for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so there we go. So um, just needs time, Profondo. Right, take note of that. To the texter in, no, put your names on these texts too, Pun, It's good to give you a shout out. Um, here's one here. Hey guys, any thoughts on Great uh, Greater Harlem? I'm keen to ever throw up the stumps for the JJ J Mac had promising words for him. Um, Greater Harlem boys, what did we what did we make of that run recently?
2: Um, he was the horse that um, runs second at Warwick Farm. Um, to what was it? Overpass. Yeah. Yep. He. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Chris is thinking with him, whether he's going to Queensland or not. Um, if he is, you'd probably see him in a race like nominated for the Champagne Classic on Saturday. That's that usually the lead up that they these interstate horses start off on in um, if they're going to the Sires. So, he's in a fourteen
4: okay. hundred metre race at Warwick Farm on Wednesday.
2: Okay, well that might be that might the be weights, where he's... the
4: no noms come out this Are oh, the acceptances come out this morning.
2: Okay, well that's mm. probably where he goes and see what happens after that.
1: And before we go to a break, just a couple of questions here uh, for you, or just the one question on Wisdom of Water. Uh, Hey, fellas, watched Wisdom of Water, had the bet half an hour before the race, played up in the yard, played up behind the gates, yet still had the audacity to loom in the straight and look like he was going to put panels on them. Do I drop off? Is he a nutcase? Or do I persist and stick with and try and get some money back?
2: Yeah, it all depends where he goes and where he, where he turns up. You know, all these different you know, different races all have challenges and, you know, he, that's he was a good run. He's going well. Um, another one, Annabelle Nesham's. He's always had a horse. He looked good as a two-year-old, then lost his way in Melbourne and then he's, he's come back pretty well. So, yeah, I wouldn't completely drop off him, just assess the situation when he accepts next and see how much depth's in the race.
1: Let's take a break. Uh, It's 9.53. We'll get some horses to follow coming up soon on Punters
0: Postmortem. The Scone Cup 2017. But Duca, Duca Valentinois drawn clear in the cup from God's Him. Then Pajaro rattling home, but Duca Valentinois got them beaten. Duca Valentinois won the cup. The Dark Jewel Classic 2017. Daisy Doom in front of prompt responses, trying to get on turns. Serene Majesty's flashing home at the end. Daisy Doom's kicking. Daisy Doom wins the Dark Jewel. The Scone Cup, Dark Jewel Classic, and over $800,000 in prize money up for grabs Scone's Big Day this Friday on Sky Sports Radio Australasia's next generation of sail and track stars are set to shine at the Magic Millions National Weanling Sale on the Gold Coast. From the sales source of stars, including Zoostar, Piero and Slipper Hero Stay Inside, comes the cream of the latest weanling crop, featuring stock from Australia's leading sires, plus 20 exciting first season stallions. The Magic Millions National Weanling Sale, featuring the Shadwell Start Australasia Unreserved Dispersal, May 20 and 21 on the Gold Coast. To view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tabs Treble. First leg quaddie fail, it's treble time. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Yeah,
1: welcome back to uh, Punters Postmortem on 9.54. Uh, gents, uh, just a couple of questions about the weekend. I might come uh, back to you here, Dino. Cherry um, Tortoni hearing about uh, the mile, etc. Uh, they're wondering, uh, with, a, with a change of mindset in the horse, could he be a really good uh, all-aged horse next year? A fourteen hundred meter
3: horse? Oh well, yeah. There's fourteen. I mean, there's fourteen hundred meter options. There's a lot of mile options, and you know, I'm not saying he wouldn't run two thousand in the right circumstance. Flemington big track. Yeah, you know, he's two thousand meter under. He did win the Amy Vars at uh, two thousand meters, but he's uh, yeah. I think I think the Cantala Mile. If the, if I had him, that's you'd aim up at that big track mile. He's got a great record at Flemington.
1: All right, perfect. Uh, and then uh, just wanting to know as well about uh, this particular run in Melbourne, uh, Biscay Bay. What do you think of that?
3: Biscayne Bay winning in Adelaide? Yes. Yeah, winning the uh, size She's uh, progressed really well. I thought you know, fairly sort of limited filly, but uh, ran very well at Flemington and then won on Saturday. It was a great D. Oliver ride up the inside, and, and that's where you wanted to be on that... Uh, Inner track at uh, Morphettville, they had the first three or four races on the inner track, and it's a dynamite track to the inside. But uh, it was a, it was a good win, uh, and keeps improving. Um, I imagine be put away for the spring now. All
1: right, uh, now we've got Scone later in the week. Um, obviously, I think uh, boys, you you are you heading up there this year, Duff, or is it you just um, you going to be at the Saturday meeting? Obviously at Rose Hill.
2: Yep, I'll stay for Rose Hill, and I think uh, might be Gavin. And Gary at uh, Scone, I'm guessing.
1: Yep, perfect. I think Munns is going to go up and have a bit of R&R as well. We're looking forward to it. And do you're yep. around Melbourne this
3: week? Yeah, we've got the Andrew Ramsden, the winning you're in into the uh, Melbourne Cup. So uh, we'll see. Uh, again, the Mariusa stable represented represented strongly. Persan through Irish eyes. Uh, but... Um, There'll be, uh, you know, um, Miami Bound, I know, is going there with the prediction of rain all week. She's probably well-suited. Uh, so, no, it's, it's going to shape as a pretty handy race because it's such a big ticket at the
2: end of it.
1: Let's have a look at uh, your horses to follow, gents. So Duff, what, uh, what are we
2: following, mate? Um, he was unbelievable on Saturday, Blondo first up. Uh, he ran very fast time in comparison to I think that you can follow that race. I reckon that's going to produce a lot of winners, that benchmark 78, uh, Blondeau, Iron Power, even Henschel, Flat Heaven, back to a bigger track of dry, even Quiet Right, back to the dry. So I like that race in general. I'm suspecting it's a good form race for this time of year, but he was brilliant. It was the winner of the day. Um, I'm a sucker for Cariff. I reckon Peter Snowden's ticking, ticking, ticking along for him to run well at big odds, Is he coming down
3: for the Ramsden this Saturday?
2: Well, I'd I'd like if he did. I'd I'd like to be backing him, and if not, he might he might be a little lightweight. uh, Well, not a lightweight, but a little Brisbane Cup chance. I would have thought back Mm. to two mile. Um, And the other one I want to follow is Parry Sound, Um, beaten by Avion Fury on Saturday, but he had a big weight. He made a couple of runs uh, with that big weight. He's only third up. Uh, He's up at the right time of year to uh, to pinch a few of these staying races, so they're the three, yeah, Blondo, with the adding that follow most of that form from that race, Cariff, and Parry Sound.
1: Alright, uh, Dino, your horse to follow, mate?
2: Uh, the first winner, Dave, uh,
3: Generation is a beauty uh, out of a very good mare in Fontaton, who was favourite in the Blue Diamond, uh, Generation's two from two. I wouldn't be surprised if it's put away for the early part of spring. It looks really smart. Luna Flair will win a man's race pretty soon for Graham Beg. Uh, her first up run was a beauty, and, and the obvious is it. And uh, I'll be uh, tracking him wherever he goes.
4: All right, fantastic. Did she um, win the English race at Mooney Valley on Cox Plate day, Fontaton?
3: Yes, she did. Yeah, she's yes, was she yeah, a by fan? a long, long way.
4: Geez, how good am I going? I can remember horses winning on Cox Plate Day. Well, I'm I'm feeling old.
3: I I heard Duff mention Blondo. He was a great jumper in the 80s for Jim Houlihan. So Mm. uh, I'm going way back in time.
4: Mm. What are we following for you, Glenn? Um, Well, later in the day, Dave, uh, Brutality was only second up in that coast race the other day. He is advantaged with the sting out of the ground, but I thought he went very, very good in that race there. Um, I'd stick with April Rain. Now, I don't have a trained eye like Lizzie, especially with Grace, but, you know, she she will have to get a bit of improvement out of that run, and she had a lot to do in that race on Saturday with 60 kilos first up, having to come from last. And, yes, stick with Grace and Harmony.
1: Okay, Grace and Harmony. Um, Before I let you now, go, Dave, Dino you're, here. You're, doing, you're yes. doing Rose
4: Hill this Saturday, so usually Monday, regards to your start Saturday preparation, Dave in case okay, any markets come part. out for Saturday. Uh, that's no Rose Hill problem. and also Doomba. Final Field down comes out for the Doomba 10,000 tomorrow.
0: Barry many, draw tomorrow many,
4: afternoon, so have all that done. How all many right. Pepsi Max
1: do I need to consume this week? I'm just going to head down to Woolies. Do I get two cases? Uh, what's your, well, what's the, your the, record the 30 for the week? Get the 30-can pack, Dave. Get the 30-can right. pack.
4: And, and t- you'll have to get your own all day because, you know, Duff and that are very, very busy. So try and sort of sneak in between the three race meetings you're covering on Saturday. Um, mm. I'd go to the toilet before you start because you won't have time during the day nah. and, and, and everything well, like I that.
1: Well, I need Duff to produce because uh, that, I, I like sitting there when, when Duff's uh, uh, a tipping tip in here I'll give you one It will
4: not be fettered like we were on Saturday. Daniel Lacey, the CEO of the the Gosford Race Club, the committeeman, David Hassab, uh, Reg and all all the team there at Gosford, I must thank you very, very much. Every single race on Saturday, they put their head in the the little uh, spot we had there and asked us did we need anything whatsoever. Thank you very, very, very much. Yeah, Mm -hmm. wonderful people. And also, too, uh, and I know you mentioned it as well, Duff, about the Joker
1: and and Thief and um, that venue on Friday, having the big lunch and obviously uh, having us on Friday night, too. I mean, um, good people and good to see them getting behind racing.
2: Yeah, that was a great great little promotion they put on for the Gosford Carnival, and I think that'll be something that they can look forward to each and every year.
1: Before we let you go, Dino, uh, a couple of texts here. We loved Dino last week for the bull. Obviously, we had you on each of those days and mornings. Have you got a winner for us, the Chuka? That's what the partners are texting in about. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, have was you the done a Chuka?
3: Me- that was the one meeting I didn't have a look at, Dave. So That's uh, all right. No, well, there you go. Uh, um, no, Save your I... pennies.
1: Save your pennies well, for that a... uh, that derby winner you've given us.
4: Mornington
3: tomorrow. Mornington. Oh, there, there is a winner today, if it's not scratched. Uh, no. Look, at short. It was two dollar sixty. Maybe the best to win the first uh, at Chuka. It's uh, a very nice horse. Uh, now a dollar eighty. Yes. Yeah. That's the little setback. But there's been a heap of scratching, so it's probably much the same. Uh, it's trailed up like a, a coming winner for sure. By
1: uh, I'm Invincible out of the uh, the dam Lorna May.
3: That's it. I and uh, I thought it was going to trawling say Lorna Jane. With...
1: I was going to say Clarkie will be on that pup. Anyway, <laughs> I'm
4: Invincible
3: Lorna <laughs> May. And it's been trialling with uh, open class horses and uh, well and truly keeping it, holding its own. Perfect.
4: $2 into $1.80 today, responsible for 95% of every dollar invested on the race. Gents, have a wonderful week. Warwick Farm
1: uh, on uh, Wednesday with some nice horses. That nice horse of O'Shea's, the two year old, hopefully going around. We've got uh, good racing in Melbourne as well on Saturday, and we'll do it all again next Monday.
2: See you guys.